What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Two Tones. This is one of your hosts, Tony Timberlake 3. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow this show at Two Tones. Is at Two Tones Podcast on Instagram. Remember, brother? You're forgetting over there. I know, right? <laughs> and then at Two Two Tones on Twitter. That's the number two, T W O T O N E S. You can also follow us on SoundCloud, search for Two Tones Podcast. Um, and you can also follow, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, comment, and share. Please search Two Tones. Um, we really appreciate all of the comments, all the listens, all of the ears. Um, yeah, my man, co-host is here. What's happening? What's good? Yo, Tony Lee. Follow me on Twitter. Add an underscore to that. You know where to find me. Like he said, um, get us on iTunes, man. The number two, T-O-N-E-S. All one word. Two tones. Word. The number two, T-O-N-E-S. So, yeah, follow, find us on iTunes. We got else. two tones. Yeah, we got, we got to make it. Yeah, we're going to make that um, Kevin Gates remix. You heard the record, right? The two tones joint? Barely. Yeah. I w- but I, I wasn't was, super yeah. interested, but we can do a remix. I'm down. Nah, the hook is just the only thing I'm worried about, honestly. Oh yeah, we here, man. Another week. Um, (laughs) Shout out if we have any new listeners, probably two of y'all. But those who were from our recent shows with uh, Suede and Xavier Amar, um, we had two recent interviews with those artists, and also have for the people with Larry and Sean from the timeline. Word. Um, Shout out to y'all. Yeah, shout out to y'all. So listen, if you new to the show, we talk about music primarily, culture, and everything else in between. In between could be. Uh, theology, religion, Black Lives Matter, feminism, Black consciousness—we just talk about it all from our perspective. So, welcome to Two Tones, and um, all two of y'all. And um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome, man. We happy to have everybody, all supporters. We only got fans. We got supporters because we all do this together. So, we here, man. Tell me what's up, yo. Let's get it started. We just got some your boy. Yeah. yeah, your boy. Uh, your boy Button, man. Talk Jump off. Um, Button has been throwing stones against the wall. Um, dissing Drake. Um. <laughs> Making a Murderer Part 1 and Wake. Um, he's throwing shots at Drake, calling him a biter, a wave biter. Um, just using other artists to build his brand, but not being reciprocal in that aspect. Um, right. Shout out to Mike Zombie. Mm. Jersey song. Um, Jersey. Yeah, man. How do, you, how do you feel about these records? First record I wasn't too fond of. It was cool. Um, making a murderer. Um, but Wake is hard, man. He clinked them on Wake. I ain't gonna hold you. Like mm-hmm. he clinked them on Wake. Um A Rap Music is produced both of them. Shout out to the second beat. First beat was cool, but the second beat was fire. Um him and Joe make a great team. And they've been killing it on Periscope, by the way. If you haven't been like peering into these sessions, niggas is really making some good music over there. So um yeah, I like the second record, Wake. Um mm-hmm. But my beef is with the people who say Joe is irrelevant. What is he doing? Drake shouldn't have to respond. Um, number one, this is hip hop, my nigga. He or she, whoever I'm talking to, this is hip hop. Um, your favorite rapper, I'm sure at one point responded back to somebody who wasn't as relevant as Joe is even right now. Mm-hmm. Drake, Drake, in this situation, like you said before, Timmy to Tiger. Um, Jay to 50 when 50 was like on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, man. DMX. Like everybody responded DMX to this K solo. So knock it off with that. Oh, he's not relevant. He shouldn't respond. Stop it. Because he responded to me twice and Meek is relevant. I get it. I get it. He was relevant. He dissed but, Tiger. No. Yeah. And, and so all y'all hate Tiger. Y'all stay slandering Tiger. So he can't be relevant. And if Drake got so, time to diss him, he should have time for Joey. Yeah, and Joey's dropped two records in a matter of five days. Um, and Joe Joe said himself, like, Drake might not respond. But what he, he's doing this for a bigger reason than Drake responding. You know, he has a mission behind this. Um, so, yeah, man, Drake should respond. I would like to see a good hip-hop battle. Um, we know it's not going to get beyond the bars. These two people, we know that, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's equal lyrically because Joe Budden, we all know. Those who know hip-hop know it ain't equal. But in a way it is because we heard back-to-back and Drake is witty and Drake can... Right sign up that'll get you back in the game, man. So I like to see a good battle. Um, Joe Button won't stop unless you tell him oh, to. He it, and and let me say, he said, um, "Dang, you talked about uh, Drake running from just half the clips." That bar was me. That was that. That was hard. That was hard. That was hard. Um, 
Yeah, half, I got yeah. I got to do it. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, man, that was really hard, man. So hip hop heads know, like we really like yo, we want niggas to rap, but the the media, the average fan, oh, he's irrelevant. You reality star, get back on the podcast. Like, yeah, knock it off. I don't respond to people like that because they don't know what they're. If Drake like, they responds by retweeting Joe and putting LOL, he wins for the casual fan. <laughs> but Did for the oh, rap purists, they want to see Joe and. They want to see Joe rip Drake a new one. It's a good battle. Like it is what it is. Like not missing with all that relevant talk. And that's how we do everything, right? We're quick to give the irrelevant quote unquote person a listen, but we give the relevant person a listen. Granted, you know, that's natural. But like if Cisco come out with a dope record now, I'm listening to it. If it's dope, mm-hmm. because he's not relevant, but if it's dope, it's dope. Mm-hmm. So relevancy, talent isn't like doesn't equate relevancy doesn't equate to talent. And irrelevancy doesn't Word. equate to non talent. It non-talent. doesn't. Cause Yeah. I mean, cannabis ain't relevant, but you couldn't say he's not talented with putting words together. Yeah, or like there's some singers out there, you know what I mean? Word. Granted, yeah, so I like to see a good battle, man. Um, it is what it is. Shout out to Joe. Like he says he's gonna stop soon. We'll see. And it's good, man. It's good for hip hop. Um, so shout out to them, shout out to Jersey, Mike Zombie. Drake got something up his back. He's gonna respond. Whether it's not shout out to A Rap music for this for these beats. Yeah, shout out to A-Rap, man. Drake gonna respond, though. It might not be blatant, but it's blatant. But, uh, you gonna give him a line or two somewhere? Give him a line or two. A line or two. A line or two. Oh, yeah, man. So, it'll be interesting, man. So, since we over in Jersey, man, um, matter of fact, that correlation was not gonna make sense. Next topic. <laughs> yeah, we can <laughs> talk about a new up. Jersey, because Kevin Durant's gonna wear a new Jersey next yeah, season. Yeah, that's what it was. Holla. Exactly. That's why we, we two-tones. <laughs> I mean, I'm a slam. Um, but Kevin Durant has chosen to take his talents to the Bay Area and join the Golden yeah. State Warriors. So now they currently have Steph Curry, a two-time MVP, Kevin Durant, an MVP, Draymond Green, who was a runner-up for the Defensive Player of the Year, Klay Thompson, who is severely underrated and is a great defender. And Second best shooter. And the he's the reason, low-key, he's the reason why Golden State got past OKC anyway in the Western Conference Finals. If we want to keep it real. Yeah, because we know Steph is Peyton Manning in the oh. playoffs. Which is, he is. In playoffs. He's equivalent to Peyton Manning, in my opinion. Great in regular season, but eh. but granted, it's only two seasons. I'm just saying so far. But Durant is in OKC. I mean, I'm sorry. He's in uh, Golden State, and all hell breaks loose on yeah, Twitter. Man. And um, listen, me personally, Durant, get your money. Do your thing. Be all these people saying, oh, it's bad. What are you doing? Listen, we're all going to watch it because we everybody's going to be peer thin. So, and you don't know what Durant did this for. Like, this is this man. This is his life, right? And you see sports people going all crazy, losing their minds. Mm-hmm. Y'all consume way too much with this NBA-ish. Or sports, period. This is not life. You got the right to be disappointed. You got the right to be mad about some things. But when you get to the point, it consumes you and you burning jerseys. And First of all, I'm not burning no jersey if Paul George leaves. Because number one, I don't got his jersey. Number two, I spent too much money on it. And number three, like, I, we just don't do that. Like, so, like, I'm not doing that. So, you don't know what reasons Durant left. Even if it was just for the money, that's that's man, that's that man's life. You get what I'm saying? Like life, actually, it's, it's life after basketball and during basketball. It, the, the NBA isn't eternal. It isn't everything. Sports isn't everything. You have the right to be disappointed in context and do what you do. But y'all just taking this thing way too far. That's that man. Let him do what he does. I get you want to see competition. You want to see it spread out amongst a, uh, a bunch of teams rather than three or four all the stars. But y'all, this is a new era. And, and just because they get together doesn't mean they're going to win. I mean, and mm-hmm. listen, I, I'm i all for Durant leaving and doing his thing. If I was an OKC fan, I'd be typed hot. I ain't going to lie, type salty. But not to the point I'm shooting his jersey. and act, Come on, man. Like, nah. What you think about it, yo? I'm, I'm with you. KD, get your money. Do what you got to do. Um, one of the critics who came out today, which this is Wednesday, uh, this morning on Mike and Mike, Charles Barkley, Said that oh. KD took the weak way yeah. out and he's trying to cheat his way into a ring. Um, and shout out to Larry, uh, who was on the episode with us for For the People. I saw him tweeting earlier about Charles Barkley. Uh, that in 1996, Charles Barkley averaged 23 and 11, was bounced out in the Western Conference Finals by the Rockets, and then pressured the Phoenix Suns to trade him to the Houston Rockets, who already had Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Just interesting. So, don't you think? And I, and I, yeah, it's like, yo, I forgot my thought. Jeez. 
has something to say. But yeah, man, it's at this point, Tag has something to say. But see, the issue is KD's not trying to retire and beat Charles Barkley. And that's no no shots at Chuck, because I love Chuck. Chuck's hilarious. But, right, legacy. That's what I'm talking about. Nobody wants ahead, to be Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, Patrick Ewing, sitting with no rings and constantly right. having their legacy diminished because they don't have them. Like I, we make honestly, this, we make that we make rings a bigger thing than it needs to be. There can only right. be one champion every year. Everybody can't get a ring, and sometimes it just so happens that there's a team or a player who dominates, and you just can't get past them. In the '90s, it was the Bulls. In the '80s, it was the Celtics on the Eastern Conference and the Lakers in the Western Conference, who went to I think the Celtics went to five finals and the Lakers went to eight. During during that uh, mm-hmm. decade, like that means you had to go through those teams to get to it. Man, listen, like, it's just it's just hard. This era has been the Lakers and the Spurs, and then LeBron James teams. Yeah, we've made a culture like that though. We've made it like we've made rings everything in uh, sports culture. We have. So when somebody when a player chases the rings, you know we uh, ridicule them for it. What are you doing? But you said this is what we got to do to be relevant. But, so if I chase this I ring, mean, now you're attacking me. Now we, I get it. We made it. We've made it the rings, but only at a certain level. Only from the Jordan era on. Because if we look at Larry Bird, I believe Larry Bird had three rings, but lost more times in the finals than he won. Jerry West, same thing. Magic Johnson had three L's in the finals. But we still make it a ring. Thing. Well, That's, Chamberlain that goes to my has point. one ring. One. But that goes to my point about legacy. People saying, oh, that's going to turn his legacy. No, it's not. 10, 20, not even 10. 30 years from now, 50 years from now, when it, let's say the NBA is completely over. No one's going to look back and say, oh, well, he did leave OKC to go back to Golden State. That don't count. No, they're going to look at rings and stats and wins. That's all that's going to matter, people. Even like LeBron. You can talk about his seven, whatever. What's going to matter? His rings. You know why I said that? Look at Jordan. Jordan has six rings, right? But no one talks about the times Jordan lost in the playoffs against Detroit all them years. They didn't even make it to the finals. No one talks about those times. No yeah. one talks about those times Jordan's got beat up. <laughs> he got his ass handed to him in the playoffs. Right? No one talks about that. It talks about it talks. They talk about the rings Jordan got. So when it comes to LeBron, they're gonna talk about the rings LeBron got. When it comes to Durant, when it's all said and done, we're talking about the stats, the wins, and the legacy. Mm-hmm. That's pre- pre- um sheesh, I'm losing my word. But it's all based on the rings and the stats and the wins. So all that it's gonna affect his legacy. No, it's not. We don't look at back at Jordan and say he lost those first two years or the Detroit. So no, we just look at the rings. We look at his greatness, not the downfall. Which I don't knock you for, but don't say, oh, his legacy's gonna be tarnished. Where if you look at all the legacies, Magic had all these plays. Come on, like stop it. We're looking at the rings and the greatness. We're not looking at the downfall. So no one's gonna care about this 30 years from now. We all we all live in a moment. We're prisoners at the moment. We act a certain way just to get retweets or whatever. We don't know what we're talking about. And we all act out out of the moment. Like, I do at times, too. Don't get me wrong. We all do it. Like I said. But come on, man. Like, you talk about legacy and this ain't going to matter. No, it's not going to matter. I guarantee you. Mm. My left rib, it's not going to matter. And if I lose the left rib but it's all said, <laughs> then that's that. But it's not going to matter. The rings and the stats. That's it. We remember Bill Russell's, uh, whatever. How many rings he got? 11? 13. Bill Russell has 13. Yeah, 13. Oh, yeah, as a coach and all that. Yeah. But it's like, we don't remember, like, I'm sure. Come on. Like, stop it. So, missing with that talk about legacy, legacy, stop it. Like, the Bills, we remember the seven times they went. Was it seven or six times? They went to the uh, Super Bowl. It was five times, probably. But that's all we, they didn't have any ring. But I'm sure if they got like two rings, we wouldn't really talk about that. Like, we don't talk about the Jordan losses. We don't talk about the downfalls. It is what it is. Like, stop it, people. Stop. So some of you may do the opposite, but for the most part, like I, people, they they baffle me. I'm very befuddled at that statement. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about some other moves in this NBA offseason so we can move on to a more important topic. Um, yeah, Al man. Horford has chosen to leave Atlanta. We headed up north with the Boston Celtics. Great pickup. Yep. Great pickup for them. They got a post player to play through if they decide. Mike and Russ, too. That way. We'll never, we'll never know. Yeah, Oklahoma City might be having to move Russell Westbrook. Like, I, I couldn't see them. If they can't get a commitment from him, 
before the season ends, I mean, before this, before the trade deadline, about his plans. If they can't get, you know, some kind of indication of what he's going to do, they got to move him. Yeah, you can't like, lose him and KD in two off seasons and get nothing back. They got to get draft picks and rebuild, and they got to get young players. Like I'll trade them to the Celtics. And get a lot Boston of draft got picks. tons of Brooklyn Nets draft picks. Exactly. The Brooklyn Nets will be terrible for a long enough time. That yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Boston has done that. Um, the Knicks. We saw their move with Derrick Rose. They signed Joaquin Noah. Got a nice little starting lineup if they can stay healthy. Um, Listen, I'm thinking the Knicks, the Pacers, or the, or the uh, Celtics that uh, uh, Westbrook will probably go to. But back to the Knicks, yeah, they got a uh, they got a decent squad. This is the best team Melo has since he's been there. I ain't even gonna hold you. So yeah, it's the best team Melo has since he's been there. So I'm interested, man. Injury prone, but you got Porzingis, an emerging star. Mm-hmm. Rose injury prone. You got Brandon Jennings. Yep. He's somewhat injury prone. I heard and. Noah's injury prone, <laughs> but yeah. still. But got if they Lee. all if they all hold up, they all have certain reputations that garner a certain amount of attention on the floor, and that helps Przingis out. Right, right. The potential is great, though. The potential could be very great. If it's all if everything aligns perfectly. Yep. The potential could be really, really good. As long as you so. can keep Carmelo on one side of the floor, Przingis on one side, and Rose at the top of the key and in the lane. You give Porzingis some space to work with, it should work. It should do yeah. some good for them. How many wins do you think man. that how much if they stay healthy, how many wins can that team get? I think they get a fifty one season. I'm gonna just say fifty one season. Yeah, I think okay. you get fifty one. So what's 55 that? Fifty five on a good day. What's that make them like a third seed in the Eastern Conference? Yeah. Second, I, a third seed, two or three. Listen, the top teams in the East are Cavaliers one, Pacers two. I'll probably make them three or the Celtics three. And um, you don't think well the Raptors, the Raptors, Raptors. Huh. Nah, that's a, see, think, I ain't really go do that. You putting the Pacers above the Knicks and the Celtics? Yeah. Let's talk about what? your Pacers. Your Pacers traded traded George Hill got yeah, George Jeff Hill. Teague. Jeff Teague. Um, you signed Al Jefferson. You have good addition. You have Paul George. You have Monte Ellis, and you have Turner. It's a pretty solid lineup. Little bit we get that we got Thaddeus Young too. Great addition. Yep, and Thaddeus Young forgot about. It. Oh, come so on, what man. are y'all? So what are y'all making? Turner come off the bench, or uh, Stad coming no, off no. the bench? I was thinking about that. Um, I don't know. I don't because y'all signed Big Al. I don't think y'all signed Al to have him come off the bench. He might. He low key kind of was right. <laughs> nah, oh. nah, but but nah, we have a we're number two in the East. I'm gonna call it. It's Cavaliers, us. Then either New York or Boston. Then I put the Raptors right there. But um, okay, yeah, man, great additions, man. NBA is gonna be interesting. We all gonna watch it. So stop with that. Stop. Right. We'll watch the hate. We'll watch to uh, celebrate. So either way, we here, man. So pace all right. So let's talk about today's big topic. It is Wednesday. Um, <sighs> yeah, man. July. What's today's date? The eighth, I, I believe. <laughs> I think it's the sixth. Seventh, eighth, something. I don't know. Um, what the day is. But um, most of us have uh, woke up this morning to some terrible news out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, some terrible video footage. Um, and shout out to all of you who posted directions on how to stop autoplay on the Twitter app. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much. Um, uh, a man by the name of Alton Sterling, who is 37 years old. Um, and from every bit of information that I've gotten, was a father of five, uh, was shot and killed by police officers during a an attempted arrest, I guess we can call it, um, from the video footage. Um, from the stories that I read, the cops were called by someone who I, still has not been named or identified as to why they called saying mm-hmm. that there was a man um, at this triple street mart, mart um, with a gun. Um, the cops approached Mr. Sterling, um, tackled him down to the ground. Both cops were on top of him um, with his pulling his hands behind his back. Um, I, I don't even know really what to say. 
other than yeah. that, the a gun was pulled and this man was shot six times in the torso. Um, and he died. And now his children have no father. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a terrible, terrible, terrible um, event, tragedy. Um, I, I really don't have words for this. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's honestly, I'm not going to lie. Um, for the most part, I'm numb to it at this point. And I don't mean that like in a demeaning way. It baffles me so much to the point I'm like, yo, I seen it, you know, on Twitter, whatever. I'm like, wow, another hashtag. Like, you know, and um, a lot of us are desensitized to it in the media. I'm not sure if that's their goal for us as a people to make us that way. But when you see this time and time and time again, and the sad thing is like, like not knowing how the legal process is going to go, but we pretty much know how it's going to go. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's saddening. And it's like, yo, I'm, I'm like tapped out and I'm, yeah. I'm not even going to like, I'm not even going to hold you. Like I'm tapped out at this point. And it's like, and I'm not, I'm not tapped out at the core of it all. Like at systemic oppression and the, uh, the evilness that's going on from a systemic point of view. I'm still very much adamant and uh, mindful of that and still, you know, um, very courageous and serious about moving that forward. But like on a surface level on these issues, it's like, yo, I'm tapped out. You know, it's, it, it, I'm, I'm low key numb to it. Like I'm still sad. I'm angry, you know, and it does something to me. But another part of me is like, yo, well, there we go again. They got another one of us, man. Wow, man. Like it's, and it's sad that I'm that way. Part of me. I didn't say it entirely. But I think low-key, all of us kind of feel that way. It's like, wow, this happened again. Another black man shot. Dad, y'all, man, watch out out there. And people think we play when we tell them, when we said on the show before, like, when we see a cop behind us, period, like, just driving behind us as a black person, man, well, or female, it's like, yo, you get kind of low-key scared. It's like, you know, and not for nothing, but I was stopped, like, last month, I believe, or a month or two ago. For uh, speeding and uh, going over the speed limit. That's very common if you know me. But I was going over the speed limit. <laughs> and I, you know, but not like greatly over, but I was going over the speed limit. Okay, cool. And I was sitting there and, you know, the, the cop came. I'm in a sprint or whatever, like a truck sprint or whatever. So he's right there. He gets the information. And um, he was right there. And I looked to my right at the rearview mirror. There's two other cops, like on the side of the truck, they're holding their hip. I'm like, yo, what's. And I, and I was supposed to get, the, you know, the registration and everything at the glove department, but I'm scared to even, I'm not scared, but I'm like very mindful and like, hold up, should I even put my hands on the steering wheel? Should I take my seatbelt off? Because I got two dudes with shades on and the hands like on their hip, about yeah. to pull off. I make the slightest move. And I got this other guy by the window over a traffic ticket. And I'm like, um, that's it. That's it. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. Like, because I'm just keeping it all. Like, I didn't even want to move over and look. My bo- I move with my neck. I didn't want to move over my body. Because one slight movement could have been like something crazy, and I'm like, "Is that serious for us as black people?" Yeah. And 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 it's hard. To, yeah, go ahead. Like, I've been pulled over a couple times. Not not the most comfortable situation to be in. Not at all. Um, I remember one time I was, um, and I, I don't remember if I even told this story before, but if I did, please bear with me. If you're a new listener, you wouldn't have heard it anyway. Um, but. I was pulled over one night. I was, it was like 11 o'clock at night. I was coming home from, I was on my way home from Bible study. I stopped at a Walmart on my way home. And so I was driving and um, I, I made a left-hand turn. And after my turn, my signal didn't go off immediately. Like it didn't click off. So it was still going. And I didn't notice it. So the cop pulled me over um, and he came up to the car. Like when he pulled me over, I turned the car, I pulled over to the side of the road, turned the inside lights on in my car because it's nighttime. Like my whole thought process was like, all right, it's nighttime. I don't need him to think anything crazy is going on. Let me turn on as much light as I can. Give him as much you light on this situation. Yeah. Very comfortable for him. I, like, yeah. um, I took my keys out of the ignition, sat them on the front of my dashboard and put my hands on uh, 10 and 2 on the steering wheel like they teach you in driving school. Mm-hmm. Um, when he came up and talked to me, he was like, okay, can I have your license and registration, please? I'm like, okay. And I didn't move my hands yet. I didn't move at all. I said, okay, yes, officer. Um, I'm going to have to reach inside my glove compartment to get my registration and insurance. 
and I'm going to have to sit up and reach into my back pocket to get my license. Um, so I'm, is it okay if I, I don't remember if I said, is it okay? Or if I said, I'm going to reach here first and then reach for right, my right. license. But anyway, I did it that way. He was like, okay. So I moved, got him the information he wanted, handed it to him. He went and ran it, came back and was like, you know why I pulled you over? I'm like, no, sir. He was like, you're, you didn't turn your signal off. Had you had anything to drink? I'm like, no, sir. Just came back from uh, Bible study on my way home right now. I'm about five minutes from home. He was like, all right, I'm going to let you go with a warning. And, he was, and then he was like, I've never seen anybody ever do this whole process the way you just did it. And I'm like, um, I wonder if you put over black folks. <laughs> like, and I'm How like, many... <laughs> and it, it's just, yeah. it's like, man, like I had to go through that to that length to make him know that I was not aggressive and wasn't a loose cannon, wasn't going to try anything. Um, Yo, but then I see, but then I see videos of people of other ethnicities. I rate with cops, swinging on cops, spitting at cops, picking up foreign objects, trying to hit cops Uh, and cops don't reach for guns. Don't even reach. Yeah. It's a different like world you like in. I'm 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 listening to your story. You and the sprinter, you look in the rear view and see them on the side of the car. They ain't they don't even see you. They, you you don't even really know they're there unless you look in that mirror to see them. Right, and they like, have oh, their hands on their guns already. It's you're not even on the side aware. Of the car. You're not Bruh. even aware that they're there and they have their hands on the gun. But we like, see videos of people, That's... and not I don't even say of other ethnicities. We see people of Caucasian ethnicity. Right, that are on whatever. I don't know if I don't know what the situation is, but I know that they're violent towards police officers, and police officers are not responding by pulling their weapons out of their holsters. Yeah, it's yo, it's a different world out here, and um, like I I seen the first video partially, like the one that wasn't really too clear, but the second one I purposely didn't watch because mm-hmm. I just didn't want to like see that again. Yeah, like I didn't. I didn't see it well the first time, but I didn't want to like get a better, clearer view enough. of what really happened. I've seen enough, right? So I'm like, I'm not about to do this. Like, it's like, like, and that's another thing. Like, yes, it's the social media area era, so it's like a lot of things are shared easily, and we put a lot of things on ourselves. But like, you see images of black people in the video spread around like it's nothing. But like, when it's killings, executions of the opposite race, it's like that's not that's rarely shown or like pressed. Not even just from social media point of view, because like I said, we put it up there ourselves at times. I'm talking on the news. Like we talked to uh, Boko Haram joint in Kenya when they burnt all them black people. Mm. I mean, it's just no respect. It's just burnt bodies on the news. I'm like, yo, what is? Is this meant to put like? Is this like a conditioning device to be like, look, y'all, look, look, this is happening constantly. This is what happens when you do this. So I don't know, man. That's but it's a different world we live in. Um, he was selling D uh, CDs, right? Yeah, he was selling CDs. And, and it, we like, all know, yeah, we all know dudes that are at the corner hey, store or the barbershop. All you CDs, incense, come on, that's yeah. Hey. And, and I mean, it, like honestly, like when I was walk, I was walking to go get some pizza, and I'm like, I'm walking past a bunch of black men, and I'm just like, yo, man, like I really just wanted to stop and be like, yo, y'all, please be safe, like please be safe, please just go do something else, just don't right. even it, be here, like. Make a new routine. Don't get, don't be here. Because you think you're safe and you're really not. And we ain't even just talking on a cop point of view. And like, like just, yo, just and like, this is the thing. I watched the interview with the guy who owns the store where this incident occurred. He was like, I've never had a problem with him. I gave him permission to sell the CDs in my parking lot. Like, yeah. And I hope for him and I hope and pray he's good after that because, you know, like, Usually, when the person records the video or speaks out on an incident as such, they're targeted by the police. Absolutely. Like they're just, they're, so I just hope and pray he's good after that. And like, and and but there's some there's a couple points that um I wanted to talk about concerning this, like jumping off of this incident, but just in general, these are things that are recurring themes when we see incidents like what happened with Alton Sterling or Walter mm-hmm. Scott. Or keep Laquan McDonald. Keep naming. We got too many names to list. Too many names to list. Um, so in this specific incident, the cops were called because they were told that this man had a gun. 
it was confirmed that this man does have a gun or did have a gun by the store owner. But right. why did he have a gun? He had a gun because other people who were in the same line of business as he is were robbed. So it was a protection situation. And it's legal to have a gun. And, and, and it's legal to have it's legal for open mind. carry in Louisiana. Right. So it's not it wasn't illegal. It wasn't a gun he just had people. Mm-hmm. So that narrative is done. So but carry on. But the like the thing that saddens me is that man, like the fact that he even had to have the gun. And I'm not against the right to hold a gun, have a gun, whatever. But the fact that he was already in danger, like that saddens me. That he felt the need to have a gun. That saddens right. me already. Um, and I think that was I think that was aimed towards the police and it's you know, it's the people out doing the same business as him. Like just the mm-hmm. streets, period. You know, and that's a that's a different element we can choose to look at later if we want. But but yeah, man, carry on. It's yeah. And so one of the things um, that kind of branching out of this topic is I'm tired of talking about, asking, thinking about, suggesting what black people Man. can do differently. It's I'm getting tired. Times? I'm getting how tired of having like, and I mean, granted, I I got some instruction when I was about 11, 12, when I started taking public transportation without my mom. Like when I would want to go places, catch the bus or whatever, um, she'd be like, "If you ever get into a situation with police officers, just do what they say. Don't say a word until you have your phone called and you call me." Um, but you know, as a kid, that works. Um, and then just you know, knowing how to speak to people who are on edge, because most of these police officers are on edge, straight, straight up. Especially ones Ready. that, yeah. and and this isn't to give what happened an out because I'm not doing that. I'm not giving these officers an out. There's no reason to pull a gun on a man that you have pre- pretty much cuffed and pinned to the ground. There's no need for a gun to be entered into that situation at all. Um, but there needs to be some kind of reform amongst police officers in their time on duty and off duty like when we look at soldiers who are sent off to war they do tours they go away they go overseas they serve this country or whatever country they're fighting for and then they come home and they spend some time at home and then they go back and then they come back police officers are especially ones who are in dangerous situations are in dangerous situations on a daily basis. So that warps how you deal with people, period. Right, right, right. right. Mm-hmm. There needs to be some kind of off-time counseling, something to refresh and recharge officers so that they're not on edge as soon as they clock in. Because that's part of the problem. Yeah, man. It's like... and. Then the second part of this problem is there's no accountability. Now, shouts out to Rosenberg from Hot 97. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you see the video clip of him? Right, right. About him from this morning. Mm -hmm. Um, He had a caller that was also, that claimed to be an officer of the law. And Rosenberg asked him, so based on what we see in this video, you can say that it looks bad, right? And the officer just couldn't say it. So Rosenberg went off. He's like, yo. You can't even say that based on what we know now that it looks bad. And that's what pisses me off about officers. I'm quoting Rosenberg here. He said, that's what pisses me off with officers like you. You can't even say to someone who's doing a bad job that they're doing a bad job. He's like, if I hear another radio personality do something that's irresponsible, I will say, yo, you're doing a terrible job. You're not doing your job correctly. But police officers don't seem to do that. They seem to go out of their way to protect other officers behind the badge or the blue wall of silence. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. but nah, and that good cop, bad cop thing, I hate that analogy because that's stupid to me. All cops should be good. Like all cops should be good. Like stop making excuses. Well, some good cops, bad cops. Every cop should be good because we're paying them to do a certain job and that's their job. It's like having water, right? And I'm like, well, these people, we're drinking good water and the next family's drinking bad water. Well, some good water in the world. No, every drop of water we drink should be good. Water should be good for everyone to consume, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So it's like that with cops. It should be no such thing. Well, it's bad water. It's good water. But you know what it like, is. Because <laughs> no, that's, en- that's engineered too. I, well, yeah. But we're not going to get to help. Another help episode coming soon. But, <laughs> but even then, it's like that good cop, bad cop. Every cop should be good. I don't want to hear that. Well, there's some good cops too. No. It shouldn't be no bad cops at all. There yeah. shouldn't be. We're paying you all to do your job. Right? And also, like, he was selling CDs. Sandra Bland just got pulled over. She could quote unquote committed suicide. We know damn well Shane do that. We got, and not only that, right? You, I'm gonna go back to what you said. We have to learn how to police our own people, black people. We gotta stand up and, and like be adamant and be courageous and look at ourselves and start doing our own thing ultimately. Because every community has their own union or police or federation behind them. Jewish, Indian, mm-hmm. uh, Caucasian, everybody, Native Americans, but. I don't Yo, care if it's, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I remember reading some things about NWA and you know the beef between Easy and um, Suge Knight. And Jerry Heller called the Jewish Defense League to come and work security for Ruthless Records. Yes, they have a Jewish federation. That's like a thing. Yes, white people have KKK. <laughs> no, seriously, like no, like uh, every like Indians, Chinese, but I'm sleep. But Asians, like, they really have people to police, to not just the police, but, like, financially. And we had these things. Don't get me wrong. We had Black Wall Street. We had uh, Chicago. We And they bonded. The country, the government killed the leaders and everything else. We know that, right? And that's sad. And it happens all the time. However, and it, it takes me back to Jesse Williams' BT Award speech, which we ain't talking about because we skipped that week, I think. Mm. But, like, he was talking to the people, like, yo, you spending your money doing this? He said, he said a hard line. He's like... Yo, he, he said, we... <laughs> Oh man, he said we spent we had, years praying with their brands on our bodies. Now we pray to get paid from brands on our bodies. Yeah, and I definitely was, jacked it up. He definitely had it way tighter than that. Definitely messed that up. But um, the sentiment is there, <laughs> right? But that was a monumental speech. He he spoke, and I, a lot of people. My problem was that they grasped that second, like especially the artists in the crowd. Oh man, yes, and turn back around, go back to doing the same thing, and we all got progression we all go from glory to glory everybody isn't going to change overnight excuse me mm-hmm. but we have to stand up mentally because physically i mean ain't no ain't no use to just warm with the world because we, we outnumber this country should i say not the world but this country is we don't got the resources we don't got the all these gun laws and stuff passed and listen everything's about to get real real so mentally like we need to all get on one accord and intellectually and discuss things and this and to create some bro, sort of union like i i hear you and i I agree, but do you know how hard that's going to be? It's very hard. And, and I was and talking like, to my boy I, about that. I was just kind of very. Having, I was just kind of having this conversation with my wife just about our society. I'm like, yo, when you have an equal, unequal education, we have bad sources of food infiltrated yeah. in our community, yeah. like. There's just, just so trying to get paid. Drugs turn around and like... alcohol, <laughs> the love of money. Like there's just so much in this witch's brew. It's too, to, to, it, we in too deep. I said that for a minute. We're in too deep as yeah. a people. Like the world, is, it, it won't get better at this point. So like I know collectively it's not going to be like a one state of black people that, that raise against the world. It's not going to happen. We're in too deep. You got some people not caring. Some people like it's whatever. You got, we're, we're still... Developing at the 400 years of slavery. We're still developing um, from the 80s in the crack era. We're still developing from all types of things. Mm-hmm. And we're just now not even like, you know what I mean? So it's Yo, not. Dude, it's only been 52 years since we had integrated schools. Yeah. Um, redlining. That's another thing you can Google and look at. You know, housing properties. Yeah. It's like nothing, it's not fair. And I don't use that as a crutch. I use that as inspiration. People kill me. Just get your thing. Dude. You can get a job. Nice little family house, ultimately. And, and let me share but, this. Shout out but, to the Liturgists podcast. Um, let me tell you what the exact thing is. I'll come back to that. Okay. But they had an episode where they featured um, propaganda and they talked about racism in America. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the Liturgists. It's T-H-E-L-I-T-U-R-G-I-S-T-S podcast. Um, where it's a mixture of black and white people conversing about racism in America. Um, and yeah, it was dope. I was listening to it today and it's just like how deep 
racism runs in the veins of America. Yo, it's it's so deep. It's subtle. It's, it's purpose. It's it's so so deep. And I'm not gonna even gonna bring up black on black crime. That's something we do have to address. But black on black crime is the descendant of white supremacy yeah. and the dangers of this nation. So, like, if you want to address that, let's address the root of that, which brings us back to this. So, like, like, yes, that's a problem. That's an issue, and we gotta fend for ourselves. But yo, the root of that. It's white supremacy and damage from slavery, crack era, and bombing and killings and shootings. And like we've been through so much. And like yep. I said, I would love for us to start a union. I would love for us to get together and start some type of Negro federation. <laughs> we had the Black Panthers. We had black leaders. But what happened? Like, mm. I, I don't gotta I don't gotta say what happened. We know what happened. Mm. So it's like, yo, only hope is to pray and, and just and just, pray and yo. Prayer and just leaving it at that. Is not enough. It's it's like, not. I'm gonna say because uh, I'm saying this to if we, I don't know if we even have any people of other races that listen. But if you probably, are shout out to y'all, shout out to y'all for listening and thank you for listening. But yeah. it's time, like even in that podcast, they were saying it's time for white people to start driving these conversations about white supremacy and challenging and, and yeah. challenging your family members. And friends and people you work with to drop the white supremacy that they are innately walking in. Yeah, it's like it takes white people to stand up and turn around and be like, "Yo, what, like what Rosenberg did, which is a dope thing, right?" Yeah. This morning, and we we chill like, "Yay, we so proud because white a white person is standing up." But the crazy thing is, that should just be normal, you know, attitude. That should be normal behavior. And like if, white people should just do that normally, but it's so profound to us to see a white person doing that because it rarely happens. So we're like, "Wow, look what Rosenberg did!" Which is and when all when when in all actuality, it's very anybody who anybody who loves truth, justice, life, beauty should be doing the same thing. It's normal, but it's so praised because it's like it's not normal. You get what I'm saying? So it's it's not normal. it's crazy, and man. it's sad that it's not normal because yeah, man. We march for everything else except when it's black people asking you to come help. Then you then you ain't got time. Then you ain't got well, I don't know about that. I don't, yeah, but like, I don't know if I can support that. Oh We're in too deep, man. It's we're in too we're really in too deep. It ain't no turning back. And I ain't even talking beyond the black and the race thing, like this world. We're in too Yo, deep. Hearts are being exposed though, straight up. It is, but hearts are listen. being exposed. Heart hardness is killing us. And it's been, it's been exposed. exposed since slavery, bro. Like we, this country. I know, like, but I'm just saying. No, I, I get what you're saying, like, but you know, for the I, longest I time, saying. people have had the facade of us being in a post-racial America. Now, yeah. We, yeah. Now there's no, there is no facade. The facade is gone. But the thing is, it's happening now. But people are still acting regular. So it's like, oh, you're right. But back to my regular life. It's like, hold up, like. Yeah. We just proved to you what's happening. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like... We've been proving it. Ex- exactly. We're in too deep. The only thing work now was prayer and just hope for the best and God to make a way through it, through this all. And it's hard sometimes to even hear that and believe that, honestly, right? Yeah. So, but it's like... It's like... It's like, yo, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. You know? And it's and like, this is a much bigger issue than the cops killing us. Much bit bigger issue than us killing us. It's just a worldwide, systemic, economical, like depravity type. It's it's just yeah. But sad thing, man. Well, Alton, um, Sterling, um, Sandra, Ravon, like, and it's, it it saddens me because I look at the cop shooting us. This issue alone, then I look at us, what we do to each other. But I look at the root of that, right? And how we came to that and how we're mentally conditioned and programmed in such a way. And even when this happens, like it's just, it's sad, man. So, um, and also on Twitter, it's good to support and retweet and all that, but that's not enough. Y'all get out there and march and protest, you know? And, but even that, I would say that, but the marching and protesting. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean it, 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 it helps, but... We don't, man. I, at this point, y'all just y'all stay hopeful, pray, and keep courage, keep hope alive. Try to, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it. 
You know, it's just, it's just hard at times. It's just hard. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold you. Like it's just hard. Like it's, it's hard. So um, rest in peace to him and his family. Um, mm, blessings to them, to his family. Yeah, man. Um, it's another, it's another. Like I said, I, I'm not completely numb to it or desensitized, but it's like, wow, man. I'm tapped out. Like not just from this incident alone. I mean everything. It's like yo. Maranatha, or like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah. Um. Oh yeah, man. Very uh sad situation. Very um, sobering situation. Very sobering. Um. If you hear us now, it's not much worries because that's that's the point we've come to. What is there to say? What can we possibly say? We've done said everything. We done went on. We done. If you've seen uh, this or anything like it, and what can I say to make you feel any differently? And this is like you, one of what you should already. Upon seeing this video, there should already be a feeling of hurt, a feeling of empathy, this isn't right? Yeah, a feeling of this needs to not ever happen again. That should already be in you. And if it's not, what can I say that I haven't already said that? Should change that. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. And it's like we do this on Twitter, yeah, then we go to our regular lives. Not just Twitter thing, but in life, period. Oh, okay, dad, he got shot. That's crazy. So, yo, um, and we all do that, but it's like no one really, really is that invested to really, not no one. I'm not going to say no one. There's a lot of you out there really fighting the cause, right? But for the most part, the masses, we're so conditioned and programmed, and the media has us, like, they, ha they have us so, like, in the palm of their hand with everything. Let's get their attention here. Let's do this. Let's make this a big event. Let's sign these bills. Let's do martial law. Let's make this happen. Like, we don't even know what's going on in this country. I'm telling you, like, you know, a lot of stuff I just don't say in the podcast because I'm just not saying it. <laughs> but, yo, yo, wake up, yo, like, for real. Like, and y'all talking about Hillary and Trump. Not to bring that into it, but it's like, they both, like, it ain't no better. It ain't no better. Like, it ain't no, like, y'all... Low key, she worse than. Hey, right, y'all just. I don't know. Uh, that, do we, do that's all we got for this week, man. Like that's all we got, man. Um, just keep the Sterling family and all of these families that have lost loved ones. The Charleston Nine come to mind. Right, right, right. Um, Mike Brown, and even that, Drew. like we're told to. I don't know, not to go out again. But we're just told to be quiet and be peaceful and stuff like that. And and I'm all for peace. I'm a peaceful man, but yo. My man just hit, gutted off seven nine, nine people. We forgive you, which we should. But be quiet. Don't riot. Like what? You what? Don't like, be upset I, about it. Don't. Don't be upset about it. Don't loot. Don't destroy property. But don't destroy black lives. Like don't don't like. What are you? And yeah. you killed our leaders. You killed our groups. You bombed our neighborhoods. Black Wall Street. Just check out um, the joint in. Uh, I forgot the name of it in Chicago. Ugh. But even Philly. It's just historically, like y'all sh shot, assassinated, and killed. It's it's like yo, looking at it historically. But um, yeah, rest in peace to those involved, and God bless the families. They got a GoFundMe going around too for his kids, I believe. Y'all try to get on that man support, and um, and and that takes I I I encourage the listeners to like us as individuals, like let's wake up, let's pray, and just stay hopeful. And not just in a situation, I'm speaking life in general, because we see a lot of events, including this one, that makes you like, wow. You know, and for the Christian, it's like God has a plan in all of this, ultimately, you know, and this is working out for the greater good. He's coming back soon. And for those who aren't Christian, you know, you're probably looking at it like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, honestly, it's like, I don't know where to go, you know, but just stay hopeful. Keep hope alive, you know, and Jesus definitely has a plan through it all, even though at times it's very hard to see. Um, but, you know, he's sovereign. Right. And it's like. Be prayerful and hopeful, man. And I and I encourage you to research, study, you know, just just be invested. Immerse yourself in a lot of books and articles and great conversation. And surround yourself with people who are, you know, uh, adamant about making a change. You know, advocates for change and advocates for better living. Like, food-wise, mentally, like, everything. Like, it's, because it's that deep, y'all. Because ultimately, man, when, when they get, yeah, yeah, so... Mm. Yeah, man, I'm off my soapbox. You still yeah, on yours? 
Nah, I'm I'm good, man. I don't I don't really have much to say. Um, what do you say? Like it's okay. Yeah. Other body. All I can say, really, is I just encourage anyone listening to seek the Lord and put your faith and your trust and your hope in Him, man. Like. Yeah, because I firmly believe God has a plan through this all for all of our lives, right? I'm a believer, so and it's just as hard as it seems, you know. And um, yeah, man, just yeah, just do that. And um, yeah, converse with us on the timeline, your thoughts, your uh, about the situation in, in itself. And I and, and I want to be clear, I feel the same disdain about us what we do in our communities. And by us as a people, Definitely. this isn't just this situation. I feel the same disdain about black on black crime. I feel the same disdain about all types of issues. And I look at the world and my life and everything. Same like, Yo. disdain about drug dealing and the glorification of drugs. Right. So it's like it's deeper than it all. We I all feel support the same something way about the denigration of women. Like yeah. So it, so we do feel the same because I don't. So I don't want to make this like oh it's just a you, you react when the cops. Nah, if you listen to the show, you know. How we are, but but we're talking about this issue. So yes, we're going to react to that issue. Um, and there's a but higher, yeah. but there's a higher standard on a on a police officer. You are, you took an oath, right? Right. That's what I was alluding to. To protect right. and serve. That means you accepted a higher calling. Like I would never expect an ordinary person to perform surgery. I expect a doctor to do that because the doctor has gone to school and prepared and trained. To do surgery, certain doctors, not all of them. Mm-hmm. But a surgeon has gone to school and prepared himself to do surgery. He took an oath to perform surgery to the best of his abilities. If a surgeon is supposed to fix a broken bone in my arm and I come back without an arm, he did his job wrong. And I have a right to be upset with that. Right. If a police officer is sworn to protect and serve, and someone that he's sworn to protect and serve comes up dead. Something happened that went wrong. And when we see on video that this person did not pull a weapon, that this person was in a vulnerable position when the shots were fired, I'm pretty sure we can all say somebody did their job wrong. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Well said, I guess. Yep, um... Well, I, stay that's, I think we're pretty much done here. Yeah, we're um, done. For real this time. Thank you for um, listening. Um, and keep keep this, the Sterling family and all of these other families in your prayers. Um, we out. Because no one wants to hear those facts still. That's so 90s. That's sending a fact still. No paper in that reel. No paper in that mill. Half mill plus locked up. Who want to listen to that? Chill. All we want is peace, the poor and the rich from the beaches to the streets So we'd rather hear beats than the sound of the beast Now these comics is prophets, see the clown as he weeps